Hi guys, welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. I hope that you are staying healthy and at peace with everything going on and doing the best you can to make the most of this bizarre stage in history that we're in. Today for our show, I have invited Joe Solari on to talk to us about recession-proofing our business. I think that it can be a little scary thinking about what might happen, especially with both the pandemic and the economy. And if you're feeling super anxious, I want to encourage you that you can always come back and listen to this later. But also, I found this whole conversation with Joe to actually be very, very encouraging. He's been around in the business world for decades. He's weathered lots of recessions, lots of economic um, kind of disasters, if you will, and has some really encouraging things to say to us. So I hope that you get from this show some really good tips about how to practically prepare for what could turn into a significant economic recession. But even more so than that, I hope that you find just some encouragement and inspiration and a really, really helpful reminder that this is just a temporary situation that we find ourselves in and that in all likelihood, things are going to improve. We don't know when, but I hope that this episode and my interview with Joe gives you some hopeful optimism for the future, as well as some practical tips to plan so that your business can continue to sustain itself through this time and really thrive in spite of the economic downturn. Hi guys, this is Alana and you are listening to the Successful Writer Podcast and I'm here again with recurring guest Joe Solari. How's it going, Joe? Very good. How are you, Alana? Good. So this is our uh, Joe Solari interview pandemic edition. Is that what we should call it? (laughs) (laughs) If you guys haven't heard any of my interviews before with Joe, he's kind of the, well, tell us about yourself. I would, I would say like the business guru for authors, but I'm sure you can be a little bit more descriptive of what, what you do. Sure. Well, my, my, my kind of my tagline is, is that I help authors build great businesses. So I'm looking to work with authors that are um, taking their business, treating their writing like a business. So they're really mm-hmm. thinking about this as being a lifelong career, that that's going to be something that's going to generate a lot of income for their family and helping them to use business strategies and tactics to create wealth and to you know make sure that that business is working for them, not the other way around. For sure. Right. Well, and I've been really encouraged and blessed. You've sent out several emails since the pandemic began, just kind of giving, I I see it as just sort of level-headed advice. It's prepare for what might be to come, but it's not alarmist. So I usually save this for the end, but how do people get on your list? Because I really recommend that for people. Yeah. So if they go to uh, joesolari.com, they can sign up for the email list there. And there's just a spot there to put their email address in and sign up. And I'm trying to get something out every week. I try to get it out on video as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would think um, specifically about the pandemic and author business, there's the um, uh, YouTube channel, which is um, called um, uh, Treat Your Writing Like 
or the business of writing is the, is the YouTube okay. channel. Uh-huh. And what I'm doing there is I've got a specific playlist that's all around this um, material that um, is all the stuff dealing you've been with sending the pandemic. Out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make myself a note to link to that actual playlist. Well, I would, if I had a pen, <laughs> I'll try to remember to link. <laughs> I'll to that send you links. Playlist. Fabulous. Yeah. Cause that has been really, really helpful. And I yeah. know in the author community, we're all kind of running around like, you know, ants after someone pours water on their hill, you know, kind <laughs> of scurrying. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of panic. And I really appreciate, you know, you've been around the block multiple times. Um, I'm curious, in one of the emails or one of your videos, you had mentioned just like, this isn't your first kind of economic catastrophe that you've weathered. Could you maybe, because like one of the big questions that's going around, I guess the two big questions, I would love your opinion, is Mm -hmm. how bad is this likely going to get just from an economic standpoint? And is this different than like the 2008 crash? Is this, yeah, I would love your opinions on that. Sure, sure. So um, there's a couple things there. Let me start off with my comment that this isn't my first rodeo. So yes. <laughs> um, I, I had a business that was heavily tied to uh, home construction during the, the home, the the housing home crisis. Crash. We were doing okay. municipal water treatment systems and business was booming because they were mm-hmm. building all these new subdivisions and okay. we were selling equipment. And, and then that turned off. Uh, I was in the oil and gas industry um, I was over in Asia during the currency crisis in the 90s. And, um, you know, what I've come to is by going through that, I've learned some things. Absolutely. I, I want to know your perspective. Yeah. And I, so, and I think from the, you know, I've kind of in putting together my ideas for authors, one of the things that, you know, I've said is like, this too shall pass, right? Mm-hmm. But Let's learn from it. And why do I say that? Well, if you're serious as an author that this is going to be what you're going to do for the next 40, 50 years, uh-huh. then this isn't going to be your last economic downturn. Or we certainly hope Good it point. won't be your last one. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That, that's just part of, of the economy. There's boom and bust cycles. There's okay. things that swing up and down. And uh, unfortunately, the way it typically works is, is that you don't really think about it until you're in one. Right. <laughs> and what I'm, what I'm hoping to do is like first help everyone that's interested in this, like get through it and then help them to use this to be a real stepping stone for their business so that they say, okay, um, yeah, I had to do some things to get through this. Now that I've been through it, I understand why I need to do these other things so that I'm prepared for it in the future. Because I love it. Yeah. One, right. Yeah. So it's not just, let's all get through this crisis it's what can we learn from this i think that's wonderful yeah it's and and i hope that gives people some like more positive energy and way of thinking about it it's like okay i've got to know how to do this because you know you're not always going to sail in good weather right like right, you have to right. know how to sail in bad weather and this is one of those times where we do it um so I, that kind of answers the where i'm coming from is some of the things i've learned Nice. And a lot of it, um, and I'll get, and then I, separately, I'll talk about kind of what I think about the whole economy. But okay, r- really, what this boils down to for authors is stuff that I talk about a lot, which is cash flow, right? Um, but now you're going to see why it's so important. 
Um, so in the case of like, and now let's go back up at a higher level to the economy. You, you hear a lot, if you're watching the news, they talk about liquidity, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to keep the market liquid. What they're trying, what the Fed and, and the U.S. Treasury and, and ECB, all these big uh, global uh, finance organizations are trying to do is make sure that there is cash that's moving in the system easily so that um, when big companies need to do things, whether it's buy stuff or make payroll, that that happens, right? right. And, and if the cash isn't there, that it's at a lower cost to them because they know that's where they can, you know, it's easy for them to help like fund GE do, you know, make payroll okay. um, because then, you know, that money is going to get out in the system. The reason they're so worried about it is whenever there's a situation like this, they know how human beings behave. People aren't going to just hoard toilet paper. They're going to hoard cash. Right. right? Um, and when that stuff hoarding happens, it puts stress on the system. Right. And Mm -hmm. how do they make sure that that doesn't cause more and more panic that like, oh, like in the old and like in the 20s, one of the big issues was is when you went to the bank to get your money, there was no cash there. Right. Right. And then it just the panic. People freaked out. Yeah. Right. So they want to make sure that that doesn't happen that because that panic can make things worse. Right. And then because, you know, like what we've seen with the stock market, what's going on there is, is that. Mutual funds, they see people want to sell. Well, they're going to not only sell to deal with people redeeming money today. Mm-hmm. They also know there's going to, because they've got the statistics, there's going to be this many more people they're going to redeem in the future. So let's just sell now so that we have the cash on hand to deal with these redemptions. So then it uh-huh. just keeps spilling and spilling and spilling. Okay. Um, so w- what we want to think about is in our business as an author is what are we doing to conserve cash? What are we doing to make sure that we have the cash to run that business, not only today, but for the long term? We want to make mm-hmm. sure that, because if you run out of cash, and um, I know, you know, you and I have talked a lot, um, you've had some tough times where you've had, you know, to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, that adds even more stress and it gives you even more uncertainty. Right, right. right. So what we want to do is we want to understand how much cash we have. And then what we'll talk a little bit about is how you can kind of test the future and see, well, what if, what if your sales drop? What's that going to look like? Because if you look Mm -hmm. at it and I call it looking into the abyss, if you look into the abyss and you see what's the worst it could be, you can make a plan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really starting to understand just the idea of preparing for catastrophe. I don't want to be alarmist, but mm-hmm. it actually, I feel is way more empowering than I thought it would be. I thought it would just be a scary thing. And why would you even want to think about that? But knowing right. that you have a plan really is a form of empowerment. Well, it is. There's a couple of things that come out of it. So where we want to get to, and, and, you know, maybe we could, it's probably not going to happen in this one for, because so many authors, they've never run a business before mm-hmm. now to have to go through a downturn. So let's, you know, first principles, let's make sure we get them through that. Right. But where you want to be for the next one is where you can be aggressive. Right. Right. Where you, you, you're not worried, you know how to, because if you think about it, um, a lot of businesses that are well prepared, they grow the most in a downturn. 
because they're not telling their salespeople not to go visit customers. They're not closing things down. They're actually going out and going after more business and, you know, putting their competition out of business. Now, authors are different. You're not competitive in that way where you're trying to win market share. Mm -hmm. But understanding that, okay, um, if this thing is going to go on for a while and, and, and there's less and less people that are able to advertise or to launch right. books, the fact mm-hmm. that you're able to be in that market, you're going to okay. win new customers, right? Mm-hmm. Now, talk to me for a minute about this idea of kind of like emergency backup versus growth. Because before all this happened, I was taking as much money as I could and putting it into ads because I was seeing that direct ROI. And mm-hmm. now I'm seeing that there's probably a lot of wisdom in just sitting on kind of a, um, you know, a business emergency fund, just like family should yes. have a business emergency fund. Yes. But when things are going good, that feels like you're losing money because that, you know, if I've got my $3,000 emergency fund for the business that I'm not putting into ads. So what do you think mm-hmm. is a good balance people can find for that? Um, yeah. So, and, and this gets to the, the, that spreadsheet that um, I, I have on my website and we can share with your, your, your folks. It's there's, you don't have to sign up for anything. Mm-hmm. You just get the spreadsheet to use it. The whole idea is um, first off understanding what, what your cash needs are. So do you have a plan that you did before? Like I know in your case that you have a, you had a, you had a plan mm-hmm. for 2020. Yeah. Okay. Now the plan's changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's life. Right. So with being able to, to do the stress test and test, okay, what happens if there's 20% drop in sales? What happens if there's 50% drop in sales? Let's use the 50% drop in sales um, example to get to the answer on your situation. Okay. So if we look at that and we see, wow, this is how it's going to impact your business. There's, there's just going to be less cash mm-hmm. in the business and we have, we have this period of time we're going to have to cover with that, then we know what we have to cut, right? right. So that cash is what we're doing is we're, 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 like you're saying, we're putting it, we're getting an idea of what we need to put on the side to get mm-hmm. us through an extended period of whatever that may be. And that's going to be different for each person's situation, depending right. on uh, a couple of things. One is like how much of, how much res- re- the responsibility on you Mm-hmm. to to make ends meet like i know mm-hmm. that in your case you're one of the ma- major breadwinners mm-hmm. in the family so right. like if that happens this is going to cascade into the family right pretty quickly yeah mm-hmm. pretty quickly right so knowing that then you can start to get a feel for how much of that emergency reserve you need to put aside mm-hmm. and there's two pieces to that like how much cash can you conserve how much do you need to just start cutting right now so right. that you're not burning cash um, yeah. now and in the future. Right. right. Well, one thing um, I did that made me feel really good, I went, and this is actually a direct response to one of the emails you sent out about, you know, are you ready for things to get worse? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I went and I took, I just looked at every single one of my recurring expenses, either monthly or annually. And I was able to cut them by about um, 30%. And so, you know, some of them I realized I could downgrade. Some of them I realized I could, you know, switch to kind of the the free or things like that. So that was for sure. Like, I I really don't think now that I've made the switch that it's going to have 
really any negative impact on the business. It was just a little bit of time to get that all organized. Yeah. And now, and you know, with, with an author business, because like the money that's coming in this month and next month is already locked in, you know what that is. So that's good because now you know, you've got some um, wiggle room to what's going to be happening because it's going to be May and June. Exactly. Where you're going to feel this. Right. Right. So what do you think, you know, let's say hypothetically, which isn't hypothetically, let's say that, you know, in a week when the March royalties come out or in a few days, it's actually going to be a pretty significant chunk. And, Mm -hmm. but I also know that like the royalties that are coming from this month is going to be significantly lower. So I guess I've got a choice between allocating as much as I normally would have to ads versus like saving it entirely. Do you have any good rule of thumb or is it totally dependent on everybody's situation? Yeah. So I've, I've been thinking about this a lot because Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's one of these tough math problems because, um, and I, and I had talked to John Logston a little bit about this in his reader links group, uh-huh. because I think it's a real relevant thing. First off, I think if you're using a tool like reader links, where you actually can see ROI and you can see yeah, that, so how that stuff helpful. plays out, mm-hmm. like that's really helpful. You know what you're getting. You're it not really just guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my, what I would say is, is that you should try to, um, to cut back a little bit in your advertising Mm -hmm. and see what the response is. Okay. Right. And it's hard because is it, is the drop off being caused by just general demand drop off in the whole marketplace because of the economic conditions, or is it because you cut your, your spend? It Mm -hmm. may be both. It could be neat. It could be one or the other, Mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, you're, you're, you've, you've been advertising and you've kind of, you're an expert in this. So Mm -hmm. you, you understand that there's, there's some base load of sales you'll get without advertising. Right. 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 Um, that if you know that number and you know that you can live on that, then I think that becomes something you want to test out to see if you can conserve that cash. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, the problem is, is most people aren't that, like they don't know where that floor is. Right. So right. do you, do you try and ratchet it down a bit and see, I, I, you know, this is a horrible time to be trying to run some kind of experiment. Experimenting, I know. <laughs> but, but when it's trying to conserve cash, because that's cash today, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think we're getting some, what, the, the, the problem you're going to have is, is that there's going to be behavior change over time, right? Right, like right. We, um, you know, I, I was out at a, a dinner party before the isolation thing here in Illinois, and one of the women there was a librarian at mm-hmm. um, a, a local library, and she's like, people were literally hoarding books. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like just grabbing books off the shelf. Yeah. And it's like, wow. So it's like, they're that's the other thing. Are we going to see part of the demand that's happening now is because people are home and bored and don't know what to Mm -hmm. do. And then is it going to drop off? I don't know. Right. Right. It is hard to know. So given the fact that you, you know, this isn't your first rodeo and you've got a pretty good eye on the economy in general and a really good eye on the business for indie authors, I guess, what would be your projections? I know there's so many things that's totally out of our control, but 
how dire of a situation does this look like? And if you had to guess, like if, if you were to say like, all right, guys, plan on hunkering down and not having mm-hmm. many royalties for X amount of time, what's your predictions? Sure, sure. So um, th- there's, some, there's a lot of things that we can take from past recessions that we can okay. use for data points. And then there's also some things that are different, right? So um, let's talk about what's different first. Um, what we're seeing is a, is, it might not feel like it, but it's a planned shutdown of the economy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Um, so on the, I think it was the 23rd, John Bullard, who's the president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve, put out an article and he talked about their projection is, is that a Q2 drop in gross domestic product for the United States was going to be about 50%. Wow. And they were, yeah, which is, and when you think about that's 50% of our economy, but that's still probably double digits of the world economy, right? Okay. As well as everybody's doing the same thing. So there's this, right. everyone's generally ratcheting down production. Mm-hmm. And then he also said that they were estimating about a 30% temporary unemployment rate. So we know that, that kind of level hasn't ever been seen before, right? Like, okay. so that, right. You, you talk about one, you know, 1.3 billion people in India have been told to self shelter or self isolate, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. this is going to have massive impact. Now the guys that are observing this stuff also know this is a massively important deal to not let get off the rails. Mm-hmm, so that right. when you hear about the stuff that they're prepared to do with quantitative easing and funding, I mean, they're going to literally print money to get out of this situation. Yeah. Right. So when there is a, what once kind of the, the dust settles with the virus piece, when right. they come back into this, it's going to, the economy is going to really take off. Okay. There's, there's going to be a lot of money that's jammed into it. In fact, you could argue that one of the reasons why the stock market up until this point was doing so well was all the money that was pushed into the system back after 2008. Okay. So it'll go even bigger, right? Also uh, keep in context that um, where we've dropped to, like in the stock market, is still much higher than it was back in 2008. Like the actual market still was a big drop, but it's still higher than it was in 2008, Uh right? Uh Uh-huh. so and there's more people on the planet. They have more leisure time. Like it's, it's, it's those kind of things haven't changed and there's nothing systemic. Like with the 2008 issue, there was a problem with how we were funding our homes. It was okay. like, there was debt that had to be worked out. There was some big mm-hmm, issues. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to discount what's going on with people. Like there's going to be a lot of people that lose their job and it's going right. to have, there's going to be issues with that. But I believe that, everyone's going to come to the party with trying to get money into the system. Okay. So your opinion is things will still be hard and as long as the pandemic's kind of doing what it's doing. And then once that calms down, your expectation is the economy is going to pick right back up. Yeah. I think that's okay. where president, president Trump may be wrong on his timeline, but when mm-hmm. things do come back, okay. there is so, so much focus on getting things fixed financially for everyone. And there is so much on the line that they will do that. 
That's the a issue really optimistic becomes, look. So thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The issue is, okay, how bad is it going to get before then? Um, I, I don't, th this is just my opinion is, is that um, even though people are, are going extra steps right now and we've done all this, mm -hmm. at least in the United States, we haven't seen how bad it can get. Right, right. Right. Um, for example, I was listening to Governor Cuomo and he was talking about just the number of ventilators in New York. Yeah. And there's, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was around 3,000. Yeah, it's a dire potentially yeah. issue. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's, that's the part that people think, don't think about is that when that, those parts of the economy get stressed, like there's no more ventilators and they're making decisions about who is and isn't going to get on a ventilator, mm -hmm. that is going to cause another layer of panic. Right, right. And I, I think that, I don't know how bad that will be, but that will happen. That still hasn't, you know. Right, yeah. That's it's still hard coming. To, hard to pick. So let's kind of end on this hopeful, like, you know, the pandemic's not going to last forever. And yeah. when it's over, I really liked your explanation. Not that I could probably repeat it, but it made sense as I was listening <laughs> about why things are going to pick up quickly. Yeah. So let's say that you're an author and you're, you know, you want to get through. So maybe like, is it okay to just kind of put your business into survival mode if you need to? Right. Yes. But then what can we be doing? Let's, I mean, let's call it a year from now. Let's not be too optimistic or too pessimistic. So let's say in a mm -hmm. year from now, we do see that just surge and things pick back up again. Like what would be just for the, the person like me who writes for a living, but doesn't like spend hours a day reading, you know, Wall Street Journal, what mm -hmm. can we be doing? What should we keep in mind so that when it does pick up again, we're ready for that? Well, um, so before I dive into that, let me just kind of uh -huh. give you a, an idea of time frame. Okay. <clears throat> um, if you look at all the past um, recessions from where they were at to where they dropped to mm -hmm. and then getting back to where they were. Okay on average for the big ones, mm -hmm. it's about a thousand days. Okay. So that doesn't mean that you, you're, you got to like eat beans for a thousand days. What it means <laughs> is, is that whatever that peak was, uh -huh. then there's the drop. And then to get back to where you started from, it takes about almost three years. Okay. But remember on that coming back, it's a swing back up, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for example, if you, um, were to put money in the stock market at the drop over that 1,000 days, your money's just getting better and better and better and you bought it at a lower point. So don't think of that 1,000 days as being a period of like, you know, you're in the bunker and it's dire straits. Right. The period where you have to be conserving cash is, is in that, that initial part of that phase. Um, now, what you need to look at to, to this, that part of your question of like, what do you need to do going forward is, is that you have to understand what we just went through is going to happen again. Right. Okay. And mm -hmm. you want to be in a better position next time. Mm -hmm. So now you you do the things that you understand work really well. Like you, you make sure you do annual planning, you understand 
the, like you do now, the parts of your business that are um, easy or should be cut, right? It's right. not, they, they help you and so they may be perks or they may be things that mm -hmm. make your life a little bit easier. But you can do without them, without you it do hurting without your them. bottom line, yeah. Right, right. And I think the biggest part of this thing, and this is where all self-employed people have this issue, is you've almost got two budgets, right? You get the business budget and you get your family budget. Right. And keeping them in sync um, so that you build up some more cash. Um, because if, you know, if you have that emergency fund, if you get to the point where you have three or six months of just living cash Mm -hmm. on hand, mm -hmm. then your stress level is much lower. Absolutely. Right. 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 What's going to happen if your stress level is lower? Well, you're going to, you're going to write better books. You're going to put mm -hmm. your books out on time. For sure. Right. It's, it's going it, to, that's, it's that, that stuff that helps the business is that if you're not freaking out, um, you know, it's like all this time where we're at home, but it doesn't mean most people are more productive when they're stressed. Oh yeah. Out it's about very it. stressful right now. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's absolutely hard to do creative work when you're stressed for sure. Yeah. And that was one of the other things. And one of my points is like being respectful of that writing time, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not saying you can't watch the news, but for, for creatives, there's two pieces to that. There's, you have to create because that's what right. you sell. That's your right? job. <laughs> right. Yeah. The other part of it is, is that for um, most creatives, that's, that's a way of escape. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like your readers read your books to escape. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you shouldn't honor the fact that you're going to go into your story world and yeah. have a little fantasy with your characters and get away mm -hmm. from the craziness of reality. Yes. It's yeah. good for your mental health. Absolutely. So, um, but if you're not, if you're worried, like, can I make mortgage next month? You don't have a lot of energy to go, you know, write 2000, 3000 words a day. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So do you feel like a decent um, kind of way to plan? This is sort of what I'm thinking. Cause I've absolutely seen that when I'm stressed out about the business finances, it makes the creative work very hard. So what, like, I think my ideal, let me explain it to you and you tell me if you think it's mm -hmm. a good idea. My ideal would be that kind of the family budget has that buffer to, to cover the family living expenses. And then in the business emergency fund would just be like, you know, here's the money I would need for a cover and an edit and to pay my assistant for the upcoming month. And then just let it continue to do. So the more of the burdens on the family emergency fund so that the business is less stressed. Does that sound like an okay way to look at it? Yeah. Yeah. I think you just, as long as you have a strategy for it, right. Because okay. um, they're, they're kind of one in the same, mm -hmm. but they're different. And yeah, yeah. Um, it really becomes a way of like what's easiest for you to think through. And it's like, okay, the business has got enough money to get from, this month, the next month, but mm -hmm. the family's got six months of right. money on this stuff, right? right? Like so that the, everything's got seven mm -hmm. months money. Yeah, right. Um, and then what that looks like to cut, you know, the different layers down to make that work. Like are you, you kind of living, you know, things are going well, so you're kind of living on the fatted calf right now. Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. now we got to cut back, right? Right. Right. And that's where using that business stress test and, and, and seeing those different levels, right? So like, hey, what does it mean if there's a 15% drop in my sales? And that's not 
hard for, you know, I've used this example before. I think I used it in the videos. Like if you've got 30% of your business coming from direct sales, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. typical for somebody that's in KU and half of that goes away, that's a 15% drop in revenue. Mm -hmm. Can you deal with that? Well, what happens if it's 50%? What happens if it's 80? If you look in and you see how bad that looks, then even if it is bad and you, you at least have looked and you can make those cuts and you can say, okay, mm -hmm. this is what we have to do in the interim because it looks like it's going to be 15%, but we know where we're going to go if it looks bad next month, right? Because right. we always kind of got 60 days mm -hmm. we're looking out, then we can make that next level of cuts. Yeah. And then next, and the whole family's prepared, right? Because you've talked mm -hmm. through this. It's like, Hey, you know, if, you know, I've done all the stress testing with all my, my clients and, um, you know, some of them, it's like, it's no big deal. It's not going to change anything. Right. Even if they lost half their business, but some of them, it's like, okay, when we get to this spot, you, you have to cut your salary in half. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what does that look like? And so they have to talk to their husband and wife and, you know, mm -hmm. so, but at least because do. you've, you've socialized it and you process it, you're in a better spot personally. I think right? you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved how you explained it in the video and that, you know, it's not getting into panic mode. It's the opposite. It's being prepared so that you don't have to get into panic mode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great if you look and you're like, oh, this is not going to be a big deal. Right? right. And then, right. then you can be a different approach is like, okay, I'm going to make sure I keep putting books out, even though they're probably not going to do as well as if I launched them a year ago. Right. Right. But um, I think, you know, those stories are still going to be so important for readers looking to escape. Um, before we sign off, do you have any projections of just what buyer behavior is going to be doing? Um, I, I, what's so strange is because of this hoarding piece, Mm -hmm. It's so weird how this has played out. Um, I do believe there's there's going to be a drop off coming just because people are going to be doing what we're talking about here. Is it's just the smart thing to do is to conserve your cash. Right. right we're right. all we're all going to participate in a big cash hoard here and yeah. see what happens. Right. Yeah, yeah. So and we're all interlinked. So if I'm holding on to my cash, it means I'm not buying. Right. Books. Mm -hmm. So where I think that you'll, you know, and I think a lot of authors have thought this through is that um, things like Kindle Unlimited and Scribd, those are the, mm -hmm. the entertainment of last resort, right? Those aren't going to go because I'm going to mm -hmm. pay my nine or 10 bucks, whatever it is, right, and I'm going to be able right. to use it. Yeah. So you, you should, you should be able to see that kind of revenue going. And that's why I say where you're going to see an impact is likely on the purchase side. Mm -hmm, right. right. It's like, I'm not going to buy your new book um, because I don't have the money, but the subscription. But I'll the, read it. Yeah. I'll read it. KU yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And I know Scribd is doing a 30 day free for everybody, which was good news for me because I'm wide and I would love to okay. get more Scribd readers. Yeah. I, I'm a big Scribd user. Actually. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to, I, I'm really hoping that this kind of takes Scribd into mainstream because usually the only people who have heard of it that I know of are authors and I would love to have it become just as, you know, a common name is Audible or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and you get both with it, right? You can listen yeah, you get to audio books and mm -hmm. you can read. So yeah. um, it's for, for me, it's just a great value because of the 
all the nonfiction that's on there. Agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, I, don't, I think that's kind of it. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main thing of this is that if, I mean, you, you don't have to look at any of this stuff. You can just ignore it and go on and then don't be surprised by how things play out. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if you do some of the things that we were talking about here, um, then, and look at it kind of like, like an adventure, right? Like, okay, it's mm-hmm. like our characters are always these unlikely hero, heroes thrown into <laughs> unexpected situations. Yeah. Welcome to it. Right. So you're the hero in this one. Right. Okay. okay. No, I like that. Right. Right. Like, so if, if, you know, you think about the hero's journey, the whole concept where, you know, your unlikely hero has to go into this underworld and face these challenges. Well, Mm -hmm. here's your time, right. And just understand that you're doing this so that you can be better for the next one and the next one. You don't That's want to neat. have every single one of these to be like, oh my God, my hair's on fire and the world's coming. Right. Well, and I even love the fact that we're talking about the next recession, you know, because, you know, this is really my first, this is my first rodeo through something like yep. this. And so, you know, I've just been on kind of, you know, is the world going to end? And I love the fact that you can look at him like, okay, well, let's get ready for the next time there's a crash. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, and you've heard me talk about this before is, um, when you look at um, business upturns and downturns, the numbers of businesses that come in and out of business, Mm -hmm. it's fairly constant. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you see some swings. So you'll see a lot of businesses go out of business at the beginning of a recession, Uh but you see a lot of new businesses towards the end of it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's It's so the net, a number of businesses has always been increasing. Because what happens is, is a bunch of businesses go out of business. Those employees are unemployed now. What do they do? Well, a bunch of them are like, well, I'm going, I could do it better than that guy did. Right. So I'm going right. to go into business. Right. I know. Yeah. So um, you're in a situation here where if you're an author that really wants this to be your lifelong career and you're prepared to take responsibility for that, this is a great time to learn some lessons because uh, you do have control. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You have, you, you might not like what you have to do. Right. <laughs> right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be tough choices, but let me give you this example. Um, I was talking to a friend today who um, he, I used to be my accountant when I was in Australia mm-hmm. and he runs theaters in Australia. A wonderful guy, beautiful human being. And life was great until this hit. And he mm-hmm. had to fire 450 people. Mm, yeah. Okay. Went from 450 down to 26 employees. Wow. Probably going to have to cut more. Super tough decisions that that person had to make. Yeah. But he's way, as the CEO of that company, he's weighing the decisions that are best for his investor, best for his employees, best for his customers, best for the business as a whole. Yeah. And the, uh, there's a lot of employees that just lost out because of that deal, right? Right. Now look at your business. Mm-hmm. You're the investor. Right. You're the CEO. <laughs> You're the yep. employee. Yeah. Everything's aligned. It's nice. There's not nearly as much overhead to 
have to worry about, which is the real blessing in this time. Yeah, and you have you have the control to deal with what's best for your family, you, the investor, mm -hmm. and so you're actually. I believe as a somebody being self-employed, you have more control of your life, right? I think so. You have yeah, more security. Mm -hmm. right? It might feel like it because you're getting a paycheck from somebody else that you had more control or more certainty. Right, right. But you didn't. <clears throat> that, that makes sense. Yeah. Right now what's certain is you got a job with this company as long as the company stays around and the only person mm -hmm. that can screw that up is you. What does it mean to make it through that? Well, do you have to cut some stuff? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. First things have happened yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, That's a good right, way to right. put it in perspective. You know, we're not, um, we're not shutting down brick and mortar stores. We're not firing employees. It's, it is a, a nice way to look at it that way. Yeah. All you have to do is, you know, make them the best of the situation for your family. Right. Yeah. Does that mean there'll be some sacrifice on everybody's part? Yeah. But you know, you, you make those sacrifices and you get back to making good books because if mm -hmm. that's the part, if you don't do that right, then you're good times or bad times. You're screwing up your business because you're not making a product. Right. No, that's fabulous. And very, very encouraging. So thank you. So here is my virtual glass I'm raising to toast that you and I are going to get through this. <laughs> yep, and cheers. when the next recession hits, oh, yep. here's my coffee. When the next recession hits, we're going to have another conversation where we can uh, look back to today. <laughs> well, and I think it's worthwhile that um, when we kind of get through this one that we do revisit it and have a, you know, a, a mm -hmm. critique of it and say, okay, what, what was um, the things that worked and what they, what didn't. And yeah. Uh, you know, we're not trying to predict, we're trying to prepare. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Joe. This was right. very informative and encouraging, and I really appreciate it. Can you remind us again, for people who want some resources from you, how to get on your list? Sure. So go to joesolari.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-A-R-I.com. And you'll see there's all kinds of resources there. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can download this author stress test that I'm talking about. That one particular, if you don't want to give me your email address, you don't have to. You can just download it, and there's a video there. Um, and then I'm posting on um, uh, the Business of Writing channel on YouTube these videos, these short videos of just different ideas I have to get through all this stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks again to you, Joe. Thanks for everyone to listen to the Successful Writer podcast. And we're going to get through this and be even better prepared for the next step. So cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, again, I hope that that was an encouraging interview for you guys and that you did get some practical tips to prepare yourself for a recession, but also, and even more importantly, I hope that you got some encouragement and inspiration from the perspective that Joe gives. I also wanted to let you know about another opportunity we're doing to help authors pay it forward during this time where a lot of people are finding themselves in crisis mode. So I have packaged the productivity course that I created with David Lee Martin. And what we're doing is we've bundled it up as a pay what you can product. And a portion of the money that we raise is going to be donated to relief efforts for those who are impacted by everything going on 
with the pandemic right now. So you can access that. It's the full Productivity for Authors course, and you can pay what you can because I know that at this time, a lot of us, like Joe and I were talking about, are looking for ways to save money. And I also know that you want to find ways to continue to be productive. This course gives a really gentle encouragement for you guys on how to get some good work done without relying on guilt tactics or anything like that. I hope it's going to be really motivational for you. You can find it as a pay what you can through April 1st when you go to courses.alanaterry.com slash fundraiser. So thanks for listening, guys. I wish you really good health and safety and peace, and we'll talk to you soon.